Good morning. Welcome to the Game Room Podcast. This is your host, The Lefty. Let's talk about this 3.33 update. So this is the uh, initial early uh, balance patch or uh, what people are calling the Fakumlam hitbox patch or, you know, hurtbox patch or whatever you want to call it. Um, it pretty much does exactly what people expected it to. Um, there was one change for Zafina, one for Lei that both buffs their low attacks, hitting people at close range and not whiffing. Um, and then literally the whole patch is like 16 or 18. <laughs> I'm exaggerating. I, I'm thinking there's probably 10, at least 10 or 12, uh, you know, entries in it that are specifically for Fakumlam. And that tells you, if you're a Fakumlam main and you were trying to argue or apologize for this character and say that everything was fine, you're out of your damn mind, okay? This character had do, just dumb shit. Uh, two or three moves uh, were damage was reduced quite a bit. Um, I don't remember the numbers or moves off the top of my head because I'm driving, but I'm pretty sure some of them were like from 27 to 19, or from 30 to 19 or something like this, like huge chunks of damage reduced because this guy was getting like 80 damage combos in the in the open. No rage drive, you know, he's stupid. I'm exaggerating again, but he had he has dumb shit, right? Well, they fixed the uh, they fixed the hurt box issue. They nerfed his sidestep. Uh, according to people, they nerfed it immensely. Um, he was sidestepping like better than Lily was or as good as Lily or some of the other characters and now that's been probably halved is my my assessment right now I didn't get a chance to play it yet this morning but according to some videos I've seen on reddit and stuff his sidestep has definitely been reduced his backdash has been reduced it looks like um his recovery on moves seems to be unchanged, but the pushback on some of his longer range attacks have been greatly reduced. So now it looks like these big kicks and big power punches from across the map aren't going to be safe on block anymore. Or if they're still safe, you're going to be right in their face, uh, able to, you know, potentially poke them or, or interrupt them or whatever if they touch anything. Um, Basically, the majority of this patch was just trying to fix all the problems he has. So apparently what, what it looks like was happening is the hurt boxes stem from the knees and the hands. And the hands are more for your sidestepping. The knees and downward are more for your lows or your dashing or back dashing. And... They are basically, according to the patch notes, they that aren't wingdings. So someone lost a space on their Tekken Season 4 bingo board. Uh, there was no wingdings, thankfully. It was just text. Um, apparently, all that's been remedied. They've adjusted. Now, does that mean that everything's fine with this character and he's ready and he doesn't have to be tournament banned anymore like they had in Pakistan? No. Um, my guess is, is that depending on what they're actually doing to season four, um, and if there's any gameplay changes or mechanics changes or what moves they give other characters, we're going to have to see what's going on. Um, I get the suspicion that this character still needs probably another round or two of nerfs to certain moves. He has individual moves that seem really good still. Um, so we'll see. Um. 
and they also added the skip feature, which is a highly regarded feature. A lot of people wanted that, um, so that's good. I think that's for lobbies. Um, you're able to just skip so that if you're the lobby creator and you have a good connection and you're hosting a tournament, for example, or you're doing brackets, you can actually just auto skip. You don't have to make everybody wait, you know, 10 seconds or however long it is for you to, uh, you know, <laughs> to, to time out so the next person plays. Um, so that's nice. And they've also added a random level select indicator which will let people know when it's my time or another player's time to select a level, did they actually select random or are they, you know, picking their level that's going to suit them best? Depends on the rules for tournaments, I guess, but um, not a terrible feature. Not a terrible feature. I think what they're doing is they're kind of testing uh, their UI and seeing how it all looks and how it all fits before they go ahead and, um, you know, implement the Wi-Fi indicator and some other, probably some other UI stuff. Um, and you, you know, we'll see, you know, we'll see. Um, is this, you know, is this the be all end all for Fakumlam and we're never going to hear about it again and he's fine now? No. So you Fakumlam players, you're not done yet. You might have had a lot of fun running around beating up on people that didn't know what to do against you or had no option against you or you could dash or jump through their shit. Um, yeah, reckoning is here, kids. You know, like, you're going to have it. And what I think is really interesting, like my personal experiences, everybody's been bitching about Leroy and Fakumlam, right? And I'll be honest with you, I think I've only played one or two ever. Ever. And I think it's because there's that stigma. There's that taboo uh, thing for the characters. People hear that they're busted and they don't want to play them online. I mean, I might be wrong. But at least in my demographic, around Washington and the United States, Northwest, um, I haven't seen them. Like, we have players in the scene that have played Leroy... There's a couple that play Leroy and dabble in and mess around with him. I think there's two or three now that are playing uh, Fakumlam just to learn him so they have better understanding of how he plays. But for the most part, I, I don't really think we have, like, diehard mains for these characters. And I think it's because people kind of know that both these characters are kind of a joke. Like, if you're using these characters in tip-top play... I mean, you, you know who you are, and you know why you're doing it. I'm not I'm not dogging on really good players that are doing it, but if you have to, because it's the, the only way to greatly increase your chances of winning is to learn and play these characters in tournament, actual tournament matches, uh, you know, heaven help you, because it sounds to me like that is... Um, that pretty much tells you there's problems with those characters. I mean, I already did a video, and I haven't I haven't posted it yet. I was waiting to edit it, so it, it's a little cleaner. But I'm not a Leroy main, right? Within five minutes of me getting into practice mode and messing around with his parry... You can't see me do air quotes. His parry, I mean... Without me not doing, not knowing anything, I was getting 72 damage at the wall with the parry. 
off of forward 4-4. Which, on a normal move parry that's over 13 frames, that shit's guaranteed. You don't have to mash the punch buttons to get 40 damage. And the players that think you do, you're dumb. The players that are saying that he's not good, you're dumb. You're dumb. You, you are very dumb. <laughs> because that means what you're basically announcing to message boards and Reddit is that you don't know how to play the game. Or that your understanding of the mechanics of the character are limited. So if you don't know, I'm going to talk about it right now uh, because the patch was kind of short. I pretty much covered everything in the patch. Um, obviously, you would like to, you should read the individual entries of the patch notes so you can kind of see what they changed because I think that stuff's fascinating. Um, but, but honestly, his shit was broke. They left it broke for way too long. Shame on Namco. The patch comes out. Now people are like, okay, like, you know, and now it's probably going to go, you know, in a circle again, you know, we're going to, we're probably going to have some new character come out. That's going to have way worse shit. And people are going to look around like, well, wait a minute, what's going on? Why is this like this? There's no reason you just fixed one character. Are you going to go and fix another one? I don't know. I hope that doesn't happen. I think, I, I hope they learn from their mistakes. Season three was a fucking train wreck. It was just a shitty, shitty season. Hopefully season four is better. There's rumor right now of a rank wipe for the prowess score in season four. There's there's two camps. There's one camp that's like rank doesn't matter, fucking reset it, okay. And there's another camp that is holding tightly onto their rank, uh, arguing that if they remove it, it's gonna be a shit show for weeks, and everybody's gonna be mad, and no one will like to play it, and people feel like the rank that they earned is now somewhat less than. Um, and all honestly. Um, I, I can't, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, I honestly don't care about the rank wipe. Uh, they can, they can wipe my shit. My shit's been wiped multiple times because their save data system is shit anyways. So I'm fine with it. And I know that I'm one of the players that says rank doesn't matter. And a lot of people take that, um, to mean that, uh, you know, I'm a big baby that doesn't want to play ranked. That's not it at all. Um, the, the issue I have, in, and I've talked about this before, is that the nature of online and the nature of the netcode and their lack of policing the ranked structure of the game causes it to be a mess. And that's why I choose not to play it. That's just all there is to it. Yeah, you could argue if all you ever do is play in, play in ranked, that's fine. But I'm going to tell you right now, you've had bad experiences. If you've been in ranked... Even if you're a super advanced player, you've probably had bad experiences or bad nights on there because of the shit I already mentioned. Or combinations of things that I've mentioned. Okay? You know, I'm not going to get into all of it, but yeah, I have no problem with them resetting rank because it shouldn't take people too long to get it back. I think the prowess score, if it's true that what, what Ryota, a couple of my buddies, other people online are saying, it might, it's probably an, uh, an ELO score, an ELO score. Um, if it's an ELO, then that's cool, I guess. But it really depends on how you, how they subdivide that per rank. Um, but I don't know if it's that. Because I think they have to license that if they're going to use it like uh, ELO. I think that that's actually a thing for chess. But I might be wrong. I know the history of it. I know the player ELO set up the scoring system. 
and you know you had to win so many and break even and be so much above 50 percent it's a very fascinating thing if you want to read about zero-sum games and scoring systems elo is a very good scoring system i would have no problem with it in tekken i think that would be really fun okay but but the the only issue there's two issues i see with it one is that system is would work fine in the game if you force people to play first to three, first to five, first to ten, whatever you have to do. But right now in the current environment, ELO means fucking nothing. It means fuck all. It means nothing. If players are going to disconnect before a loss is tallied or a win is tallied uh, with the current system, maybe they're changing that, or if players refuse to play a first to three, first to five, first to ten, and there's no, you know, penalty for that. You know, if I lose 250 ELO, because you see in the you see in the preview trailer for season four that there's a Hihachi with I think 7200 or 2000 or something, I forget the numbers, and then all of a sudden uh, later on you see one of 10,000, um, that tells me that the ELO is probably going to go like very high. I don't know what the value is going to be. I don't know what the cutoff is. You know, Tekken God Prime probably is like a hundred thousand or some shit. I don't know. I have no idea. Or nine 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 nine, like Final Fantasy Seven or something. I don't know. But it's uh, we'll see. We'll have to wait and see. But I I think I think it has some issues. I think it might pose a problem if other larger systems are not calibrated and set up specifically for it. If people are not calibrated and specifically set up for it, then you're basically adding another Tinker Toys number metric to the game rather than a system that actually helps the community police themselves. And that's really what you need. You need a ranking structure where the people police themselves because that's the nature of the system. If nobody watches and nobody polices the system, and everything's host side or client side, and what I mean by that is the save files are client side, then people can pretty much do anything. And I'm sure that if that's not uh, fixed in one way or another, or there's no timestamp that's verified anywhere on any server, uh, for example, that would be an easy way to do it, or even have a salted hash or something. I don't know. You could get into some really crazy shit to try to keep this stuff straight. But the, the point is, is that... It'd be great if they added ELO, and, and this is another part of that patch potentially for Season 4, because this was a 2 gig patch. So they're adding multiple UI elements and different things, and there's probably some front-loading and, and back backroom loading of some elements to the game. So maybe we'll get some deep dives, some file searches come up, and maybe we'll see more. We don't know. Maybe someone's going to find a character folder or a character temp file or some shit. I don't know. And this is all speculation at this point. But we will see. So I just went in a big circle, but Ryota's in the right place. I think his head's in the right place. I think that's a good competitive metric to use. I think ELO would be great, but you're going to need other systems tweaked and modified to have it be an honest system because otherwise, you know, that's just going to be another binary number set that you can change in the files on your machine by copy and pasting from a, a notepad file. Do you know what I mean? Like that's not going to fucking stop anybody from doing anything bad and it's not really gonna stop smurfing because anybody if that's the case I'm now again speculation but if that's the case 
where that those those numbers are not kept elsewhere. They're not kept anywhere, which there's no way they could be unless Steam matchmaking is somehow serving those, which I highly doubt. Uh, if this is the case and everything is still client side or computer side, user side, it's not going to make a fucking difference. People are still going to cherry pick, cheat. They're going to use this metric, this new number, as a way to cherry pick better and more accurately. Uh, let's say I'm a 5,000 uh, prowess score player. If I start getting into matches, oh, that guy's 7,000? Quit. Oh, that guy's 10,000? Quit. Oh, here's a guy that's 3,000. I'm going to play them 10 times and win 10 times. Do, do you see the holes here? There's problems. This should ain't... We'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I don't know. I highly doubt Namco has thought of everything uh, when it comes to this. I mean, they already have people on Twitter telling them, well, you know, people can buy this $20 thing, and then it... it and they call it like a shade, or they call it a, a cover-up. I don't know what it's called. There's like an actual hip product term for it. But what it basically does, you plug it into your Wi-Fi, and uh, it's just a little box. And it basically will trick games like this to tell everybody you're on a wire connection and that everything's good. And not just not just that it, it stealths your connection type, but it actually lies about your connection type and tells everybody that it's a good cable connection, that it's stable. I don't think it tells you different bars for Tekken or anything like that, but I think it will, like, you can test it with speed tests and stuff and have it see, oh, well, this is, yeah, this is a cable connection. It's not a cable connection. You're on a Wi-Fi connection. Uh, and, and people on Twitter are basically countering that point saying, well, if people are going to go that length, there's nothing people can do anyways, and that's not true. But again, you know, here we are again with the shenanigans. So people are going to counter the shenanigans with an, of an update to try to counter. You know, these updates come out to try to help um, remedy some of these issues that people are using to try to get legs up on opponents. And now here we are. Uh, you know, <laughs> and people are basically saying, "Oh yeah, there's ways around this," and nobody bats an eye. Like, yeah, well, you know, if you're going to spend 20, 30 bucks, then. That's on you. It's like, God, what the hell is going on with people? Just go to the arcades. If you're going to spend $30 to cheat, go to the arcades and play the game properly. But let's get back to this Leroy thing. So, mind you, I know that was a while back. I didn't forget. I know I go on tangents pretty good because I don't have notes for this stuff. So Leroy's parry is very similar to Jin's parry. I'm just going to jump right into it. Leroy's parry is very similar to Jin's. The only difference is that he he basically has the access to the punch attacks um, afterwards. And being able to do that um, will, allow, um, will allow players the option to hit punch buttons and then do 40 damage without a knockdown. Okay, fine. Players that don't know the intricacies, there we go, intricacies of this parry. Think that, okay, well, I throw the parry out at the best, the first instance of them attacking me, and then I mash the punch buttons, I get 40 damage. That's awesome. And that's really good. Like, that alone is pretty good. But what a lot of players don't know, and, and even some Leroy players I've talked to didn't know this, um, depending on the move of the parry, you can treat this parry like gins, which means that if you look at the frame data in practice mode, it will show you absolutely no data when Leroy parries. 
when he successfully parries an attack, there is absolutely no frame data change. Even though you know things are happening in the game, there's nothing on Leroy's side saying that any data has been uh, uh, evoked or created. There's no frame data there. And the reason that is because he's never he, he was never hit or had to put in recovery for a move. In other characters' cases, when you block a move, um, there's always recovery for both players. There's recovery from the attacker's side, which is usually greater, and there's recovery on the person that blocked right based on that you can tell who gets to act first with Jin and Leroy you your parry basically causes a whiff so the now the opponent who has attacked has committed to that recovery from that attack but Leroy or Jin are not and that's why you know Jin's 2-4 after a parry is so good you know, it's a wall splat, I think, uh, to his right. I mean, it's just, it's really good. Like, it's, a, it's, one of the, it's one of the, if not the best, 10-frame punishes in the game. Okay? It's a little better than Asuka's, let's just say that. Okay? So, when you, when you have the ability to basically force a whiff in a string, and this is where it starts getting interesting and dicey, okay? If you know the opponent's moves and what recoveries those moves have or you know that they love to do a specific move that has recovery on whiff, you can capitalize that, capitalize on that as Leroy and absolutely destroy them. Because, and here's the fun fact, you ready? You are not committing to the punch attack string from the parry once you successfully parry and stop hitting the buttons. If you parry with back two and do nothing, you will parry, and then you are free to act first. What this means is that any moves, usually faster than 15 or 16 frames, which is an absolute shit ton of moves for Leroy, can be used as a punish on a move with more recovery than 14 frames. Or something along those lines. I might be a frame or two off on both those numbers, okay? But the point being, and I've tested this, if I block a down forward one from Law, Law is minus one, right? I get to act first. If I parry that move and I'm very slick, I can land the punch string for free on it. If I'm at all hesitating about when to start the punches, Law can block. And what this shows you is that there is a threshold any move that's 10, 11, or possibly 12 frames does not guarantee an attack after a successful parry from Leroy. But what that also means is that anything after that, 13 or what I like to say 14 frames or higher, is fair game for those punches. But it's also fair game for other attacks. And examples of those attacks can be forward 2, 3, 4 which is a 50 damage string that ends Leroy in Hermit with frames. I'm not sure how many frames it is. It might even be minus. I don't know. I don't remember. I checked this the other day in practice mode last weekend. It's Tuesday now, so I don't remember. It was a few days ago. But I believe it's plus. And what this means is that now Leroy actually, and it's not a now thing, he's always had this, but Leroy players don't know, and especially this one on Steam that's pissing me off, doesn't know, 
and just wants to say, well, it's a 40 damage non-knockdown attack after a parry, it's not good because I'm better off blocking a move and launching them. That's true. But what you'll soon find out when I finish explaining this is that you actually have so much time after specific moves that you can do optimal launchers and optimal uh, juggles from a parry if you know which move to parry in a string or which move to specifically parry and not mash the punch buttons on. And this is where it gets crazy, right? So he has this string, you know, I think it's forward two, three, four. He also has my 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 favorite little move, forward four, four. Forward four, four is a two-hit kick string that is a wall splat. It has good range. It comes out fast. Uh... It's a full knockdown when there's not a wall, and it does a little less damage than the punch. I think it does 38 or 28 damage, I forget which, uh, instead of the punch strings, right? But if you have that opponent back to the wall, both hits will hit for the wall splat and will lead you to 72 damage with a normal wall ender. Now, I didn't use the optimal wall ender because I honestly didn't remember it until after I recorded it which I think the optimal wall ender is the Hermit forward four or Hermit third forward three, whichever the, the wheel kick is, into down back one, two, 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 or whatever, the punches, the grounded punches, which also floor breaks, which extends it even more. My guess is that off of a successful parry, you're probably going to be able to get at least, with an optimal wall ender, at least 80 damage or more. I got 72 and I had no fucking idea what I was doing. I think I did 2212 or 2121 or whatever at the end, or I did 1 plus 2 and mashed the punch buttons afterwards at the wall, and I got 72 damage. Like, get the fuck out of here. Tell, tell me that parry isn't good. Tell me that top players don't think it isn't good. Come on. Okay? And that's with little testing. I tested for 10 minutes, maybe, and that's what I found. Like, there's probably some optimal shit off of specific moves that will probably fuck you up completely. We're probably talking, like, with a, your Rage Drive or your Pimp Cane, you're probably looking at, like, 100 damage off of a parry. I'm sure there's combos out there with stuff like this. You can also do uh, other setups with it. Like I said, you can do forward two, three, four. That's all guaranteed for 50 damage into Hermit. Think about that. 40 damage was pretty good without a knockdown. But now you've got a knockdown into Hermit, and if you do it at the wall, you now put their back to the wall, you're in Hermit, they're on the ground. And if they're not on the ground, they're standing at the wall and they're pretty pissed off. Like, Andy has an 11 frame mid from Hermit that's a hit confirmable launcher, or knockdown, I'm sorry, hit confirmable knockdown. You, you can literally go off this string. If they touch anything, anything after that string hits, you can do 4, 1, plus 2 as soon as possible. If they touch anything, it will fucking kill them. It will mess them up. I think that's like 40 damage right there. So if you just add those two up, how much is that? 72 damage potentially at the wall, or the 50 damage and then the 40 damage... I mean, think about that. That's over 80 damage. It's 90, almost 90 damage. Like, come on now. Tell tell me Leroy doesn't have a good parry. Tell me his moves are redundant. Come on. Please. 
please, person on Steam that keeps changing their name and profile picture to try to troll people, please tell me. Explain to me why you didn't know this. If you're such an analytical player, explain that to me. I'm, I'm just curious. Why? Why would you not know that? I mean, it's pretty... I mean, it took me 10 minutes, and I don't even play the fucking character. So what this means, then, is that if this goes unchecked... Um, I mean, Leor is pretty good. The, the fact that you can you can do a parry, and yes, I understand, if you whiff the parry, or the opponent has a read that you are going to parry, and they don't, you can get launched. I think it's like... I think it's like 15 frames if you whiff. So it's like a 15-frame launcher. You have to be slick. You have to be on point, ready to do down four twos or whatever moves you're going to do, hop kick or whatever. But you can do it, and that's true. But even then, even then, is that as much damage as what this goof knuckle can get off of a parry if it's a specific move? Now let's say you let's say you parry a move that's minus that's launch punishable on block. So I tested this with Law's Power Crush. I use Law's Dragon Cannon, which is forward, forward, three. It's a minus 17 kick. At tip range, some characters can't punish it, but it's otherwise, it's not a great move. Okay, It's a good move because it's Power Crush. It's a good move because it comes out of DSS. Uh, it's got good range. It's a wall bounce. It's got lots of cool properties, but it's launch punishable. Okay, When you get to a, when you get to a move like this and Leroy parries it, and then chooses to go for a specific move. I wonder what kind of frames you have access to. What 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 kind of window do you have? Well, I'll tell you this. I don't know how how much frames you actually get because it's hard to tell. Maybe if I had Framebot, Tekken Framebot, I'd be able to get a, a perfect example of the numbers and metrics for it. But I'll tell you this. If you parry Dragon Cannon, and it doesn't even have to be a late parry. It can be any time you parry it. As soon as it happens, you parry it. Leroy has enough plus frames to full crouch while standing 2-2 two, two for a wall standing launcher. That does one point more damage than his down forward 2-2, two, two, or down forward 2, 1 plus 2. So you effectively can get more damage with his parry, even though it's one point. You could potentially get more damage off of his parry than you could off of his standing launcher, which is easier to do. So what that means is that by relying on parry for more of your punishment options, you could actually potentially, and I don't know, someone that's a, a better player, a better Leroy player than me, would probably be able to, to shit these numbers out very quick and tell you, oh no, this is optimal, this is not optimal, use this, not this, okay, fine. But just me testing, I could do 23 damage on two hits into a launch without using Tailspin, uh, rather than 22 damage off of blocking the minus 17 on block kick from Law and launching. It's more difficult, but if you're going for optimal damage, that potentially could be more damaging. Just a thought. Um, and there's probably way better options than that. I just use that because of how long it takes for you to set it up. So, you know, if you have enough time to fully crouch and then still do whatever the fuck you want, 
there's a small window. It's tight, but you can do it. I've done it a few times. Uh, very easily, actually. Uh, once you get the timing down, it's quite easy. Um, I don't know, man. I, I feel like his parry is pretty damn good. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say that uh, it's the be-all, end-all, and it's broken and needs to be removed from the game. But I do honestly think that forward 4-4 probably shouldn't be a launcher from it. Or not a launcher, but probably should be a uh, wall-splatting free move uh, after it. Uh, I don't know if forward 2-3-4 into Hermit should be a 50 damage punish into Hermit from Perry. Not sure if that's legit or not. And there's more. Basically, any move that has a directional input or a move that has a kick in it can be utilized at the same speed or a frame faster than his punch strength that comes out of parry normally, which is 40 damage and not a knockdown. So I guess it would just come down to, to me looking at the move list, the frame data, and finding moves that would fit this, this little algorithm I've been working on. Uh, not that I'm a mathematician by any means, but you know, <laughs> it, it doesn't take a, a brainiac or an analytic mind, God, that guy's so cringe, to, you know, <laughs> to figure this shit out. This isn't hard. You know, Jin has all sorts of crazy things off of his parry. You know, he can parry into can cans. He can parry into electric. He can parry into all sorts of shit. But he has to be, you have to be really good. There's an execution barrier, right? At least for some of them. Tell me there's a high-level execution barrier for Leroy. Because there's not. I honestly think the way they should adjust this character is to make some of his better moves quarter circle forwards or backs. And I think some of his moves that have really scary properties right now could stay if they made them just frame inputs. You know, kind of like Lee's strings or some other just frames in the game. Oh, you did the just frame, it's safe. It pushes back. Oh, it's you didn't do the just frame? Well, there's no pushback. The move's minus 14, you can launch it or something. But when you do it correctly, it's minus 10 and pushback or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's ways they could, they could tweak this character to make him very viable for competitive gaming as well as fun for players of all levels to play and there would be an execution barrier that people have to learn and stick with to make the character uh play as well as he should right but you know that's i mean that's about it i mean there's more to it there's more strings you can test please by all means test it i would love to see people's um you know options things they find from this because i mean this is old news this stuff was figured out the first week that Leroy was released, but I have to bring this shit up because there's a lot of misinformation and disinformation on the internet, uh, negative information that is telling players that may pick up Leroy the wrong thing, or or players that don't like the character, it fuels their hate for these characters when they don't really know what they're mad about. And this specific player that's changed their name a shit ton of times has posted YouTube videos, I think two of them now, that are very toxic. Um, they're not well versed in the game. They don't. I don't think they understand the game as, as nearly as much as they think they do, and or they're just really trying to troll. And it's not a good attempt. It's just not a good attempt at trolling, um, because you have to understand, kid. There's there are people out there that will watch your video and think that you are some sort of authority on it, and then will have that opinion going forward. And that's not that's not in good faith. You're arguing in bad faith in that. Because you're basically giving out misinformation and lying to people. 
and telling them that moves have no purpose or that they're not good, when in reality, there's an entire other level to the moves or the parry or other systems that you don't even understand. And if that's the case, I mean, I don't know what to tell you other than get good. You don't know it all. And the fact that you went on for uh, multiple minutes talking about how you knew more than JDCR and me and and because you're such an analytical player, get the fuck out of here. You're kidding yourself. If you didn't know that his parry does all this other shit, no. No, 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 no. I mean, come on now. And and this isn't even me finishing testing on, on more popular moves. I think I did it against Hammer of the Gods, uh, 4-4-3 from Law, because I was doing it against Law because that's my main. And that's about it. I did it against really safe moves, and I did it or on plus moves, and I did it on uh, launch punishable moves, and I did it on down forward one, just to see what the threshold is. I challenged that specific player to come back with me with some other reason why he's busted, or why or not busted, but why he's why he's not good. Explain to me how that's not good. I'd love your analytic opinion on this. And to other players out there that hear this, uh, you know, give me give me uh, give me a shout. You know, let me know in the comments. Uh, not only for the podcast because you can leave reviews and write ups and stuff, or because I enjoy reading some of that stuff. Or you know, on YouTube, if you see some of my stuff on my channel, that's fine. You leave a like or a comment on another video or this video. If I if I put the Leroy video up eventually, I'm gonna clean it up and maybe do some more testing on it. Uh, let me know. If you find some cool stuff, I'd love to see it just because I'm curious, you know? I mean, shit, I, I think I could parry and do up forward four uh, as a punish. <laughs> How many characters in the game can do airborne moves other than cane cans as a punish off a of parry? Come on. Come on now. I mean, this character has free frames. He gets free frames if he parries. So much, in fact, that he can do whatever he wants to you, really. He can choose to mix you up into Hermit for 50 damage, or he can choose to uh, wall splat you with 4-4-4, or he can choose to knock you down with something else and do Oki. Uh, I mean, sky's the limit, guys. Anyways, this is the Lefty. You can catch me at twitch.tv, the Lefty, with an underscore between the and Lefty. Uh, take care, and uh, I hope that Season 4 is good, because so far 3-3, uh, 3.33 has, has things going in the right direction. We'll see. Have a good one.